What's up, everybody? Welcome to 4th SL. That's the 4th String League. This is our official companion podcast. It's official. It's unofficial. Who cares? We're a tiny league with a little podcast. I'm Justin. I run the Browns. We're going to be talking about some of the uh, first round of the playoffs, the wildcard round. I am joined by a couple of good buddies. We're going to start with our friend Rich, who runs the Chiefs. What's going on, Rich? Uh, how are you? Good to be here. I'm angry, and I'm going to let you all hear about it. I think we should put some kind of dis- disclaimer that there's a, a chance that this will be uh, high in salt content, so people with heart conditions maybe be careful about partaking in this episode. Uh, speaking of salty, let's talk to uh, Brian, our uh, Seahawks owner. What's going on, Brian? Yeah, I, you know, the, the funny thing is I'm not angry. Like, uh, I'm just <laughs> deflated because I feel like I had a, a moment stolen from me um, that I worked hard to get to, to get into a certain place. Uh, to give myself a chance and I didn't get uh, what I thought I had earned. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, like uh, it's nothing against my opponent or any, you know, the league or anything. Um, we played eight, basically we can go over the circumstances later, but we played the equivalent of eight full, almost eight full quarters of football. And I'm pretty sure it was one possession, like throughout all eight quarters, the difference, like one mistake. So, emotionally both of us when the first one disconnected or desynced um i think we were a little spent and then to go through it all again and to have it end the way it did uh it's just deflating um i'm not angry uh, i'm just deflated unlike rich who i received i received I, <laughs> hundreds of text messages from rich exclaiming his anger during while he was playing the game i mean like yeah. i'm like he's running plays while i'm receiving these messages yeah. from him I don't even That's know how, how he's uh, multi, multitasking like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a, we, a different uh, – we, we view things a little differently when we're playing, I think. So I, I, my responses were mostly, Rich, take a breath, calm down. Calm down. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, it's yeah. my process. And honestly, right, it, it helps me because it's better to express my thoughts and get them out than it is to keep them all to myself. And I told Jeff Solomon that I would no longer be – you know, subjecting him to those messages. <laughs> Brian, you're such a sympathetic and frankly, a positive ear. You're the perfect guy for me to send those incredibly obnoxious, horrible, angry uh, text messages to. So thank you for, for being that guy. So speaking of your, your fury and anger, let, let's go ahead and start with your game, Rich. So you were taking on the Indianapolis Colts in the first round of the, the playoffs. Final yep. score was Colts 42, Chiefs 28, but realistically, yep. a little bit of separation at the end, but it was it was a, a closer game than that. Why don't you walk us through the game and then tell us about what made you so angry at the end? Yeah, and, and again, like Brian st- sort of stole my thunder. This is There's no, no disrespect to the Colts. They're an mm. excellent team. They're a better team. And if we played that game 10 times, he would win 9 out of 10, right? Like, I want to be excellent super team. clear. Super clear. Oh, great team. And, yeah. and look, he deserved to win the game also. Okay. The reason I'm angry is because every single first possession of every single game, I fumble. Every single, I, this is by far the, the not the first time I have talked about this, right? Now, Going into this game, I was on a three-game winning streak playing with a team where, other than my starting quarterback, I don't think I had any starters left. My injury list was ridiculous. Kelsey was out. Akers was out. 
My top middle linebacker was out. Also, my second and third string tight ends were out. My center was out. Uh, my top free safety, my top cornerback, just insane injuries, okay? So going into the game, I knew I had to eliminate turnovers if I was going to win, right? And so, uh, you know, I, I have I had a nice mix of my second and my third string running back. So, you know, one, or, one of them wouldn't get too tired and fumble all over the place, right? Um, and on the very opening possession, probably the fifth play, right? I get a couple of first downs. I'm doing great. I throw it out to my wide receiver. He's tackled. He goes, he lands on the field, and then the ball comes out, and the Colts pick it up and return it for a touchdown, okay? It wasn't just a fumble. It was a fumble picked up for a touchdown, and I this was on my opening, you know, the opening possession of the game, right? So, like, you can't lose six points on your opening possession against a team like the Colts and expect to win, right? Mm-hmm. So then not only does the fumble get picked up and run back for a touchdown, but then the play isn't even reviewed. Like it was obvious to me he was on the ground and I couldn't challenge it because it won't let me challenge it. And then they just go ahead and kick the extra point. And then the, the momentum meter is all the way to the right. And I'm like, this it's, it's just so aggravating for these things to happen, right? I get fumbles happen. I understand. I've been watching football longer than most of the players in this league have been alive, right? <laughs> I get it. But my God, the first possession, I played 18 games this year, and I bet you I fumbled on 15 of the first of my first possessions of the game. And that's crazy. It is crazy. And and again, this is not the first time I've talked about this. I complained about this seven, eight, nine, ten weeks ago, right? And and so, you know, when when you're playing from behind on the road against a maxed out momentum meter, you know, you're just in a terrible position. So so then I get the ball back and I, I have to punt it and then he scores a touchdown. So end of the first quarter is fourteen nothing. And I am furiously texting Brian. I'm like, Brian, I don't mind losing, right? This is the four string league. You're going to lose no matter what, right? What I am so infuriated in uh, about is just that I'm not given a chance. And it's through absolutely no fault of mine whatsoever. So I fight my way back. I played a great second quarter. Um, he was up 21 to 7. He scored a touchdown with, I'm going to say, 35, 40 seconds left. And then with about 20 seconds left, I hit uh, Nicole Hardman, you know, on a on a on one of those plays where if you get him right at the right time, you give him a chance to catch the ball and run it. And I scored a touchdown, made it um, 21-14 going into the half. But, of course, he gets the ball to start the third quarter. And because, again, he's a very good team. He's got a fantastic running back and a smart, you know, play. He's a smart guy. You know, he had like a, you know, the equivalent of like a 19 play, 13 minute drive to go ahead um, 28 to 14. But then mm-hmm. I get I, I, in the fourth quarter, I get the ball, I score a touchdown. Um, he scores a touchdown. I score a touchdown. Right. Like and and I, I, I made it 35, 28 with like a minute 30 left or something like that. I tried the onside kick. I didn't get it. And then he. um he actually scored a touchdown when I was a little 
I wouldn't say, you know, he could have run out of the clock, I guess. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to have a hard time for it whatsoever. It's the playoffs. You know, he had, you know, it was third down and short. And I pretty much, I didn't do like the full commit to, to stopping the run you on were, third down. But if I you stopped him. Rich, you were, you were either in goal line or field goal. <laughs> Just everybody up on the line. <laughs> it was a receiver. It was like you know, and one. Yeah. I'm watching. Right. I'm watching the feed, right? And and the receiver's just uncovered, and I see uh, right. uh, the Colts audibly do a pass, and I'm like, "Well, and you know." <laughs> and, then, and then I back my linebacker off to cover that uncovered yeah. guy, mm-hmm. but he got it over the linebacker, which I still haven't learned how to get the ball over a linebacker. I can't do that. It, it, it's it's a miracle of science that he was able to get the ball over over the leaping linebacker, and you know I would have. And again, I'm not not complaining. If it were me, I would have kneeled or, you know, gotten down and just run the clock out. But either way, he scored to make it 42-28. Culture, a better team. Play the game 10 times, they win 9 out of 10. What's frustrating is that the things that happen to me don't seem to happen to my opponents. My opponents don't fumble on their first possession ever. They don't fumble ever, ever. It just doesn't happen. Um, and so it was frustrating because, again, I don't mind losing. I just hate when I'm not given a chance and I felt like in this game even though I did everything I could to claw back and make it a game I just never really really had an honest chance to win this game and that's that's frustrating again no, nothing against the Colts but it was very frustrating um it, it was very frustrating yeah I'm sure it's not true but there are plenty of times where it feels like Madden has preordained the winner right from the yeah. snap of the ball then everything goes one way there's games where I won against better teams than i in like big faction because like interceptions fumbles guy like my guys breaking tackles and i've had the reverse where it's like i can't get out of the starting blocks i i can't stop giving the ball away uh it's like it's coated in like ky jelly uh yeah the linebackers leap in the air like they have a rocket up their ass to snag every pass i throw throw it's it's you know it was the double whammy not only did he scoop and score on my opening possession but then playing at home the momentum meter yeah you know, goes completely off the charts, right? And is for the entire first quarter into the second quarter. And that's the difference of the game. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Right? That, mm-hmm. Those 14 points are literally the difference of the game. And yeah. again, I understand that's what happens, right? You know, like in the real NFL, bad things happen. You know, the 49ers. Yeah, the wheels can fall off quick. In the third play of the game, and they wind up getting their butts whipped in the NFC Championship yeah. game. It happens. Like, I get it. But. I've already had so many things stacked against me, not having my top tight end, my top middle linebacker, my top center, my top running back, my top free safety, and my top cornerback, right? Like, at some point, give me a chance. Just give me a chance. But anyway, that's 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 the game story right there. Yeah, and I, somewhat of a broader topic, too. Man, Wild Card Weekend was a bloodbath of injuries. I don't know if there was some kind of bug or what, but we had games where it seemed like every play we had like injury animations oh, and yeah. we had desync issues probably due to the number of players who went down speaking of which brian let's talk a little bit about your game games <laughs> games um, because yeah the rich was talking about the the early fumble that cost him in the first game against the eagles i was i think at like the three yard line about to go up either 14 to nothing, but actually I'll tell you, I was going to go for two. So I was going to try mm-hmm. to go up 15 nothing first game. Um, Bold. And then uh, my, my runner, uh, I threw I threw it out to my running back, uh, and he fumbled. 
and that was returned for a touchdown. So that turned the course of that whole game. That's so, a yeah, potential 14-point swing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it was huge. Uh, but that, so that first game was the injury game where uh, it wasn't just, oh, there's a lot of injuries. It's uh, something's wrong with the, game, with the actual game uh, because we're, it was almost every play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, to the point where in the third quarter, I started noticing, why is Brian Burns playing fullback for me? Why is my tight end playing an offensive line spot? I was on my fifth string oh. center. <laughs> center issues. Um, it wiped out my whole offensive line. Uh, he was, I saw him with the, his offense, he had offensive linemen running routes. Uh, <laughs> because he lost his starting tight end. He may have lost his backup tight end too. Um, so I was, I was on a, my four-string tight end, like not, not yeah, a but joke. at least you had someone on the you had someone on the depth chart to play. No, I didn't. Line. I had to make a guard a tight end. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so, but what probably happened was then in the early in the fourth quarter, I've got the ball. It's twenty to fourteen. He's got the lead, so I have the potential uh, to drive down and win the game, or drive down and take the lead and then try and stop him from scoring again. It was like 20 to 14 with six minutes or something like that. Uh, and it desyncs um, probably because there was no players left. There was probably an injury that triggered no players yeah. left uh, for the, the game to fill, and then it desynced. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. Which, by the way, I would say is, is a shame because it also wiped out probably the catch of the year by DK Metcalf, who perfectly, well, you and he, I'll give you obviously credit too, perfectly split two defenders, high-pointed the ball right behind them at a height that, like, that looks like that kind of fake viral video of him that was doing, like, that was circulating the internet, and then nobody can catch him for um, just this giant score of him just, you know, being just, a, a different a, a specimen. Yeah, it's just like I drew it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, was a, uh, that was the play call. That was a third, was a third yeah. down. Uh, my first two reads were covered, and I'm just going to throw it deep. Uh, one of those things where it's, it's just a punt. It's, it's going to go deep and high. It's either punt or yeah. maybe DK gets it, and he got it, I and he was gone. I knew, I knew he's out there. He was mm-hmm. my third look on that play, and I knew he was covered, but I didn't care at that You just hit the so button, I, let it fly. And I, thought, I thought for sure it was going to be picked. I mm. thought for sure it was. Now, did you did you um, hold the left yeah, trigger awesome. down when you threw that ball? Like, is that a thing that you do? That hold the left trigger down? Yeah, are you a freeform passer? Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. every throw. Yeah. I can't get. Uh, I can't ever. And I got a guy named Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter when I hold that left trigger down and I throw it deep. I can never, ever get it over the cornerback. It just doesn't. I not wonder happen. sometimes. Because I see, I see you playing your games, Rich, and it's not under yeah. your control. Because uh, Mahomes sometimes, you know he. He goes with those uh, funky motions. Uh, yeah. he'll, he'll throw like sidearm, sidearm sometimes, yes. and I'm like, I'm like, that should not really have been a sidearm throw. You're like trying to loft it over the top, and he sidearms it. You know, like um, I wonder yeah. if that uh, causes some issues. But yeah, I, 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 I do it, it might, on because like I'm not going to complain about Mahomes because I I made more plays than I didn't make because I had Mahomes. You know, like that the the touchdown with 20 seconds left in the first half. You know, what I mean, not a whole lot of quarterbacks would have been able to make that throw and hit Hardman in stride to where Hardman can go the way to score. But it does baffle me that I cannot throw a deep ball over a cornerback ever, ever. Like, you know, again, you know, Pasta, you've seen half of my games. Can you recall once where that deep throw to one-on-one coverage didn't get intercepted? It gets intercepted by the cornerback every single time. 
I'm able to do it, uh, but the, I'm using the free form. So I think that's probably. But I, I am too. I'm holding that left left trigger like nobody's business. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for me. I'll have to I, you might uh, be onto something with the sidearm. It might be the motion. It just might be. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look at some more of your stuff. But yeah, so that so that first game, twenty to fourteen. I've, I've got the ball in the fourth quarter and it desyncs, and so we're both. Uh, you know, disappointed, obviously, because we don't know, you know, and I'm like, we can't really recreate that. You can't get back to the like emotional headspace of Mm -hmm. I've got the ball with six minutes left after, you know, it's so different when you've gone through and you, you've figured out things about your opponent and things that are working and what, uh, what wasn't working and the momentum. And at that point, half the team was injured. Um, and I don't even know if we would have been able to field the team in the, in the next week, the winner of that game. So we decided to uh, go ahead and start fresh. And again, very similar game, one possession th- through most of it. Uh, and uh, he's driving, trying to put, trying to end the game uh, with a first down and it's fourth and three. Um, instead of kicking the field goal to go up seven, he's up four with about a little over two minutes left. And so he decides to go for it on fourth and three, which I kind of thought he would do because you get a first down, the game's over. And if you don't get a first down, then you can still try and hold me out of the end zone. So I thought that made sense um, to, to close it out. But um, so I get immediate pass rush on him. I blitz on this play because I'm not going to give him a chance to just stand back there and pick me apart and find some open guy. I wanted to put pressure on him. Uh, so Brian Burns just goes untouched, gets to the quarterback, and uh, there's a penalty. And so my, my first thought is, oh, did he face mask him? No, he didn't face mask him. They called an illegal contact on the player I was controlling in the secondary who didn't touch anyone. Uh, uh, and this is, you know, I, I, I did that like real. like the holy uh, call against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, frankly. Yeah, and so as a matter of fact, this is the one clip that we've got prepared for the show. So I'm going to go ahead and run it. So if you are watching, you can get a look at it. If you're listening... Just go off Brian's description. It, it's accurate. But I'm going to go ahead and run it. We can look back back over it, and then uh, we'll talk about it here in about 20 seconds. Absolutely off. That, that's painful to watch, honestly. Yeah, because like, clearly you're, you're there uh, running Tariq Wool, and clearly you. I watched the clip a bunch of times. I I clipped it off of Twitch, and I also just downloaded it so I could you know watch it a little bit higher frame rate. You the the guy running the route, he never slows down. He never moves like he's been impeded. You're, you're right on that five yard line, right? Which like in theory should be a safe zone, even if you did make contact, but it doesn't really look like you did. Uh, and it, it's heartbreaking because yeah, you blow up the quarterback. Uh, should have the ball back with a chance to score and instead they get free first down and it's over he kneels it out mm-hmm. um so like this was not a new occurrence for me this season i put together that reel which had like five and that wasn't that wasn't the only times that happened to me where i got a pass interference or uh illegal contact which i doubt has been called in anybody else's game all season uh uh it, there were at least five or six times where it happened to me and it, it, every time it was the uh, my user-controlled guy. You can watch CPU-controlled players in the secondary bump into guys. Running oh, they mug guys! Yeah, no, I yeah. I lose my wide receivers over the middle of the field because they just like get in a bear hug and they stop moving. 
doesn't get called. Nope. Now, but if I sometimes you get pass interference, but never a occasionally, lead. rarely, but occasionally, yeah. Right, and usually right. it's blatant though. We're talking yeah. about, but like, right, yeah. Um, that's and that's after the pass. That's pass interference. You never see these illegal contacts. Right. Before. A pass. Yeah. There's there's no pass on that play at all. No. So right. So like, it's got to do with proximity of the user, and because every time it's been my user controlled guy, and mm-hmm. it's been either I've been tight on the receiver, not necessarily. I don't even think there's contact there. If there is, it's just you know the. Uh, a nudge it's not even a bump it's like it's just a tap yeah uh, of contact somehow um or it also was called on me when i was going to intercept the pass and did intercept the pass this happened in the game against the browns um but the receiver runs into me now in reality the defender has every right to the ball right exactly what i was gonna uh, say so, so it's misjudging contact like there were some contact there was contact on a couple interceptions i had but it came because the receiver bumped into me <laughs> uh, and, and not, uh, and then there was the one against the Bengals, which was, uh, I think arguably worse than this one, uh, which almost cost me that game. There was a minute left and he was driving and it was fourth down, ironically enough also, where I covered him, didn't touch him, but the receiver tapped into me as the ball was hitting the ground 10 yards away and they called pass interference. Uh, so I did this whole reel and it was, you know, it was, a, it was just, I was kind of joking along and, and just like, oh, you know, I put out a statement that the commissioner needs to be officiating <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and how the Seahawks were taking this seriously and we would take action if nothing was done by the commissioner, you know. Um, and then I put together that reel of uh, pass interference and illegal contact, four calls against me. Uh, little did I know that my season would literally end with one. Um, <laughs> you must have offended the officials and they uh, got their revenge on you in that game. Yeah. They were waiting for the That's moment. It. Vendetta. It's tragic. Mm. It's mm. tragic. It's tragic. And, you know, it's just, again, eight quarters against one of the best players in the league, I think. You know, we couldn't have been more evenly matched yeah. through eight quarters. We went toe to toe. And I just wish we would have had the opportunity to play it out and see what would have happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's, it's it, not the losing. It's just the getting. Just. Not getting no, I mean, not getting if chance. I got if I got the ball back and I get stopped or I turn it over, then that's on me. That's football. This just yep. feels like yep. again. This feels like a, a determination by the CPU. That, <laughs> okay, we're ending, we're ending the game. Our officials are corrupt. Um, you know, well, those same corrupt officials didn't even bother to look at the replay of my fumble. You know, scoop and score either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, so, you know what? Right. I I saw how the like actual NFL AFC Championship and uh, Super Bowl went. So if it's in the game, it's in the game, and that was in the game. By the way, I had in the first game against the Eagles after I lost the fumble for a touchdown, I got a fumble and returned for touchdown, and the review reversed it. Yeah, I remember. In fact, I remember I was watching that live. I was in, like it, watching the broadcast in the chat, and I saw like the scoop and score. Cool. I look away for a second, and I look back, and he's got the ball, and your points are gone. And like it was the fastest. Could, it was like I blink of an eye. Imagine, I could not imagine the text I would have gotten from Rich if that happened to him. <laughs> I could not imagine that. It would have been yeah. insane. You'd, you'd still be uh, t- uh, talking him down. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, un- unfortunately, both of your seasons came to an early end. Um, there were a couple other uh, postseason games, though, uh, including, uh, to the surprise of basically everybody, the Cleveland Browns somehow made it backwards into the uh, postseason. This is the this is my, I think, second postseason trip in like two and a half years in this league or so. Uh, we're on our third Madden since I joined. So 
I was just happy to be there. I'll be honest. Um, it's it, it, if anything, it felt like a little bit of vindication because I caught a lot of flack, and there was a lot of like um, messages about like user exploitation when I did my season one trades to rebuild the team how I wanted it, and you know, jettisoned all my wide receivers, uh, built nothing but a, a offensive line, and uh, I go into a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, full disclosure absolutely kicked my ass a couple of weeks ago we played like i think three weeks ago uh and i i finished within a score but that had a lot to do with like garbage time moving the ball you get that late touchdown he's you know in run only mode so i can get a couple of punts but i got pretty thoroughly stomped and so going into this game you know i'm not i'm always optimistic but i i'm i'm also kind of comfortable with the idea that there's a good chance i'm not going to win this game i'm just happy i made it here I and, feel that way. I'll <laughs> kick off, and then once the yeah, and then but immediate immediate fumble, yeah, yeah, exactly. Your your guy immediately laterals the ball to the other team. It's like yeah. a reverse, like hook right. and ladder, and it's gone. I'm, yeah, I won three games to make it. Honestly, I've been in the four string playoffs forever. I I felt great until four plays into the game, and then and I would suggest you not call that reverse hook and ladder in the future. That's that's my <laughs> advice to you. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know the 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 game starts and um you know as expected he's he's really solid offense we're we're both very run heavy teams i'd say we're we're two of the four run heaviest team i'm like by far the most run heavy team in the league um and so you know it's it's a really close tight game it's like 7-7 like deep into the second quarter might even even have been 7-7 at the half right we're just uh training body blows uh i'm just slowly chuck you know churning like chugging the ball up and down i try and pass a little bit um although i'm pretty apprehensive about passing you know he's good at taking the ball away i've got a rookie quarterback i'm frankly not great at throwing the ball and i think my second or third pass attempt was intercepted like right away so i'm i'm pretty apprehensive and it's a snow game right so the ground is covered in ice people's footing is terrible they probably got like slippery hands and and so it's really setting up to be a low scoring game fast forward to the second half all of a sudden he starts chucking the ball all over the place i don't know how he does it i can't do it but suddenly uh he's he's just just has my defense on the heels drives down scores immediately right so i don't have the horsepower to do it what do i do i hand the ball to nick chubb what's nick chubb 22, do 22 times for we'll get 350 yards and we, four touchdowns we were gonna oh get there God. yeah so yeah no no it's fine but yeah and and but so, an so, average so, game for chubb though That's <laughs> oh my yeah it, it, uh, uh, 16 yards per carry isn't that high above his season average which uh oh. take that for what it's worth but but that's so, but that's what starts happening so um i hand the ball off to chubb right you know have a run short gain you know maybe medium gain and then hits a seam he's gone for 50 yards and a touchdown give the ball back to the jaguars they march down the field, just chunk, 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 chunk. I'll get him into a third and like a, a third and medium along. They'll hit it, chunk, chunk, eating the clock. I get the ball back, uh, hand it to Chubb, takes it to the house again, right? And we just go back and forth. We we go from this like super low scoring game that everybody thinks is probably going to end like fourteen ten or something at the end to like it looks like a shootout by the end. And the same thing keeps happening. He drives down the field, just like leapfrogging, leapfrogging. Uh, the game ends. Uh, uh he uh, 
he keeps scoring to pull it within a single touchdown. We're in the fourth quarter. I'm trying to run the ball down because I want this game to end and I want to escape with a win. But and I, it feels like every time I hand the ball to Chubb, he, he would do he would do the exact same thing. And I don't know. I'm, this might be bad strategically to get this way, but he would he would like always pinch his defensive line, which is the same thing the Ravens did against me. Which I don't know if that's like a meta strategy that works really really well. It doesn't work well against Nick Chubb though because he's so fast. Uh, and so like he would pinch, I would audible from a dive to an outside run, hit the corner, run over a DB, take it to the house. Finally, we're like we're down to uh, about. He he scores to get it within touchdown again with two minutes and like six seconds left in the game. I feel the kickoff. I run out of bounds right away because what am I extremely terrified of? Fumbles, right? Uh, I I'm the biggest like proponent of there's too many fumbles in this game. I'm not going to risk giving him the ball back. Very first play, hand off to Nick Chubb, house call, gone. Takes it for 74 yards. Uh, Finally, you know, uh, I, uh, he scores, I get the, I get the ball back with like, he scores with, I want to say like 12 seconds left on the clock. Right. Uh, he played it weird though, where he could have had a lot more time, but he didn't use any of his timeouts. He saved all three of his timeouts for this possession goes for the onside kick. I come up with it. And so now I've got like 12 seconds on the clock, but he's got three timeouts. So in my head, I'm like, you got Nick Chubb. Who cares? I technically can't kneel it out, right? And I tried to kneel it out too early in my last game, where I I, I kneeled down until it was third down, then realized he still had like two timeouts, and then I had to run on like third and twelve to try and like make up for it. So okay, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just just gonna like just you know hit hit like the A or B gap with Nick Chubb, hand it to him, picks up a couple yards, timeout. Cool. All right, gonna hand it to him again. And what happens? The Red Sea parts. Daylight. Nick Chubb takes off. He's behind everybody. And as I'm running, I see the clock hit zero. Double tap X. Nick Chubb sits. Game is over. Right? That's the way to close out a game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 helpful when you have a 99 overall running back when you need to close out a game just by being like a human battering ram. But I will well, say... Just talking about double tapping X. Yeah. Your opponent has no timeouts and the clock is... Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where it's like the, the clock hit zero. Like like anybody else, my natural instinct is like, stay like, stay like there. I want to keep going. But like at, at the same time... You know, what, you know what it feels like on the other side? Yeah, of and it's... Television. It's been, it's been an absolute war. Like we, uh, you know, we were splitting the the series. Um, you know, I didn't want to. And again, I understand that. Like some people would have scored. And I'm not saying that you're bad if you that if you do so. And especially in like a, a one score game at the time, I'm not gonna take anything away from you. To me, I would have nice. it would have felt nice. it would have felt disrespectful to an opponent nice. that I have a lot of respect for. Right. So I sat. The only thing I will say. I do regret it just a little bit because Nick Chubb finished the game with 350 yards on 22 carries, right? The league record for a single game is 360 yards. And Chubb sat down on the 12-yard line. So I would I would have set the single game record by 2 yards. Still you don't want that record. You right. I still still don't don't regret regret what I did. I'm extremely shocked that I'm going into the next round. I have to face the Chargers, which sucks because they've never, they haven't not lost this year while playing like a human. So, I best think, of luck uh, to me. Look, you you feel that way, but when I look at it, I think you have the formula to beat them. 
like from the Chargers games I've watched and from analyzing their roster, specifically their defensive secondary, many of the games, well, they end up in blowouts, but people throw the games away against him. You're not, you know, like you have to pass some, but if you can avoid throwing into coverage, throwing into tight spaces, because every, uh, every, player on in his secondary is rated like 90 or higher you cannot put the ball in any danger against him but if you if you can get some open guys and find some windows some open windows you just can't throw the ball to him and if you get a lead with chubb just like you find in every other game when you get an early lead with chubb or a, a, a you know an early keep talking i need to step away chubb, for one second yeah yeah there's just there's that's how you beat a team like the Chargers. You can't you can't give them the turnovers. And this is like we talked about, Rich, uh, with with your Colts game, which was the Colts have uh, thrown they have thrown like 14 interceptions in their four losses and 12 interceptions in the other 13 games. Yeah. So it's like turnover differential and the turnover battle against really good teams. That's how you beat them. You can't. Uh, their teams. Uh, their Teams with explosive, there are teams with explosive offenses that get away with interceptions yeah. in the regular season, yeah. and then they face yeah. they face a team like that, and then that's the end of them. Uh, yeah, and you have that's to be another reason I'm so disappointed with what happened, because I wasn't throwing the ball all over the field like a crazy person. I really picked my spots. You know, I took a couple sacks when I could have, you know, thrown it out there, and I just I, I knew it would be a bad idea. Um, you know, I played my best game. And you know, if you, you just needed him game, to make a, <laughs> him to make a few mistakes. No, mistakes and he didn't right? do it. Just the same number of computer-generated mistakes that I made. If if I had gotten that, it would have been okay. And again, you know, I know I'm, I'm repeating myself. It's fine. He's a better player. He's a better team. You know, they deserve the win. They earned the win. But dang it, <laughs> it would have been nice to. to to have a fighting chance and yeah. get you know. You would have been. You would have been facing the Chargers. Rich, you Which, would have had to face the Chargers, yeah. Yeah, but I would have had I would have had Kelsey back, I would have had Akers back, and I would have had my center back. Mm. You know, again, play the game ten times, would I lose nine? Yes. Would I lose ten out of ten? Probably, but you know. But yeah, I mean gonna... yeah, even if you lose, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred could be the one, you know, it, any any given Sunday, especially if, you know, Madden decides it hates him. Uh, so, you know, we've gotten into depth on our games. There were a couple other games I want to talk about. We won't go quite as deep into them just because, you know, uh, none of us were actually in them. But speaking of Madden deciding it hates somebody in particular, I want to talk a little bit about the Bears and the Lions. Lions fall to the Bears 28, sorry, Bears fall to the Lions 28-41 in a game of, what, two excellent users. Uh, maybe the best deep passing team in the league on the part of the Lions. And I watched this game, and uh, my goodness, Rich, the Bears had basically the exact same experience as you. Every possible scenario where you could, like, lose a fumble, uh, they lost one. Every, like, you know, it seems like that, that guy's wide open, but the, you know, lurking linebacker hit a springboard and snags that interception. He snags the ball. Um Every time it looks like there's a covered wide receiver who somehow fights through arms to get his hands on the football, Lions got a hold of it. Um, I think the Lions 
generally were the favorite in this game anyway because of how well they were playing. But this was a tough one where it seemed like nothing the Bears did had any shot of success. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough because like these are two powerhouse NFC teams, two of the better teams in the league, I would say easily two top four-ish Seven teams. Turnovers. Seven from turnovers from the Bears. Bears of all teams, right? Like, wow. like seven turnovers for me just means I pass it fourteen times. Seven. <laughs> Both of those teams, like, like my little uh, little local reporter uh, audio I did from the from the AI mm-hmm. written preview, I fed in information, and it was it was like okay, one team had thirty nine interceptions, the other had. 30, <laughs> They're, they're both going to throw the ball away. It's a matter yeah. of when they throw the ball away, and it's a matter of if they're returned for touchdowns or not. You know? yeah. It's like, uh, and that's why I go back to, is that you can get away with that in the in the regular season. You can get away with those mistakes when you have offenses like theirs, when you have quick strike offenses like the, right. the Bears, the Lions, the Chargers, uh, the, the, the Raiders are another example that I've talked with Rich about before his game. Um there are certain ways to, to play those teams and they'll they'll feed you the ball if you play them a certain way yeah uh but they can come right back and score a quick touchdown on you if you're not careful uh and and a lot of people uh, expose themselves a little bit to that uh which is why you know we were talking about uh at one point during the season the, the absurd stats that some receivers were getting on these particular teams right and it, <laughs> And it's like, well, I, I didn't have a single, I only had one receiver with over 100 yards against me all season because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm protecting against some of that stuff. Uh, and if you, if you hold those teams down, if you, if you, you know, protect the top, uh, then they're going to, they're going to throw the ball away. Uh, yeah. And, and so like that. on the subject, one of the things that, that to me is most surprising, if you told me before the game that the Bears were going to hold Jamison Williams, who finished the season with 2,400 receiving yards, if you told me that they were going to hold him to like three catches and what, like 30 yards, I would think, all right, the Bears locked it down. This is a a, a Bears victory. Lions put at 41 anyway, which is well, just like... Uh, I, I didn't watch too closely after mm. after like the first quarter because it was either 28 or 38 to nothing in the first or second quarter. And at that point, maybe he just stopped throwing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, that, that. I would say that 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 is a lot, uh, a lot of it. You know, uh, Lions only had 15 passing attempts. I will say they tend to have like fewer passing attempts than you would think because they tend to go for like 60 yard touchdowns a lot of the times right um but they 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 ran the ball 22 times which is a lot in this league for most users it's it's pretty much like same number i ran this last game but um for a pass happy team that's kind of an unusually low number and so i will say a lot of it is like even this 41 28 score honestly i don't think is reflective of how the 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 game went i think the lions were in eat the clock mode for a lot of it the the stats you're going to be looking at too if you remember they their game desynced or or disconnected also oh, and then they right. created so it may not be represented yeah that's a good point actually, yeah so, yeah that's that's a good point so first, uh, so who yeah. who knows who knows what even happened it's lost uh to the annals of history uh another game we should talk a little bit about are the patriots and the broncos now um uh, Marcus had a in the the Patriots owner has had an interesting couple of years. Last year, he was one of the final undefeated teams, uh, uh, and really seemed like he was going to be uh, a powerhouse once the playoffs hit. This year, they struggled a lot during the season. They went eleven and six, but that required a lot of winning at the end of the year, uh, and they had a pretty middle in middle of the season. So this was a matchup I was really interested to see how it would play out. Um, ultimately, Mark uh, ended up victorious, uh, and it's really on on the back of two things. 
He only threw the ball 13 times, but only had three incompletions the entire game. No interceptions. And the way that Madden 23 plays, if you don't throw interceptions, you have a significant chance to win the game because that seems to be what unravels most teams. Then he's he's another one of the really good running offenses in the league. 21 carries for 138 yards and two touchdowns. Play, play some good defense on top of it. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, kind of the opposite, you know. 34 attempts through seven interceptions. And I will say that there were, there, there were the, some the, really like particularly untimely ones. Like, mm. the, you know, I've talked about on previous podcasts that the final two minutes of the first half decides more games than any, any other two yeah. minutes. Uh, it, and, and so the Broncos were down, I don't remember what it was, nine or 10. And they're, they're nearing like the red zone at, right at the end of the first half. And so I'm thinking, okay, you take your field goal, you make it a one possession game, right? And I don't remember who was getting the ball to start the second half, but either way, you take your field goal. Take the points. score a touchdown, sure, mm-hmm. but you do not risk the ball. And he threw an interception into the end zone. And so, you know, at that point, I was like, it's backbreaking. It's difficult to, 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 to uh, claw your way back because you, you just you just gave away uh, at least one possession. So just that man that final two minutes teams you know like the really the difference between uh like playoff teams in our league and and like the the you know the top 10 in the draft are like the final two minutes of the half and turnover differential and that's it yeah interceptions the bad player in this league they just make uh untimely mistakes yeah and i would say interceptions in particular, you know, the way that Madden plays, it seems like com- completion percentages are pretty high across the board, right? We we all, like, tend to complete most of our passes by a much greater margin than they do in the NFL. I mean, I think they, I'm, like, around seven. We're all, most, most people are, like, in the 60s to 70. Yeah, right? and like, all of them are basically, like, at a minimum, like, Pro Bowl caliber, like, percentage. Even me, believe it or not. I'm, like, high 60s. The problem is most, most incompletions are interceptions in, in Madden. That's exactly, that's, what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. There's yeah. perilous, uh, there's very, there's unusually few incompletions significantly higher interceptions so even in this game you know russell wilson had 14 incompletions seven of which like half of which were caught by the other team that's huge like that's that's the story of of the game and that's really the story of how madden 23 plays it's 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 all about those takeaways and that's why you see teams like the chargers who are so good at taking the ball away just win week after week after week because that that makes the difference. There's no margin for error against teams like that. Mm-mm, none at you all. Throw one, you throw one, you're probably done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, so it's 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 you really have to be locked in. <laughs> you really have to be locked in. Yep. Uh, when you play those teams. Yep. Exactly. So uh, last game uh, on the slate was uh, the last game to actually play that wrapped up a little bit earlier this evening. That was the Carolina Panthers versus the Los Angeles Rams. I watched this entire game and. This is a tough one. Like, the Rams had a tough draw against the Panthers. I, I, I think Panthers are probably, again, in that, like, top four just user players in the league category. Uh, they've built a really, really strong team in Carolina. Uh, and in particular, sort of like what we talked about, uh, the interceptions were a huge difference maker in this game. I don't know if, if either of you guys watched this game, but, you know, what really what was going on was the Rams are another one of the excellent running teams in the league. They're very good at running the football. They were handing it off to, to Henderson, their feature back, and he was doing really well. He was uh, 
maybe occasionally stop for a short game, but he was picking up, it seemed like, 8 to 12 yards regularly, right? Clip after clip after clip. And then what would happen is they would get, they would drive the length of the field, and there would be an interception. Or um, the the Panthers would um, score quickly, they built a big lead, and suddenly the Rams are on their heels and have to start passing a lot more than they're comfortable with. And as, as a run-first team, that puts you in such a weird, like, quandary, where it's like, you know, conventional wisdom tells you if you're behind, you need to pass, right? Because that's how that's how you pick up chunks of yards that, you know, keeps the clock from running out too quickly. Um, but if running the football is what is most effective for you scoring points, even if you're down a lot, that might end up being the better strategy. And uh, I really felt for him because it, it felt like they were caught exactly in that tough zone where it's like they're behind and they're running well, but is there enough time for them to run their way back into it? And even if they do, you know, drive down and score and eat, let's say, four minutes off the clock on a long run first drive, if the Panthers just immediately turn around and score again, you're just getting closer and closer to, like, time running out and, and being on your way. Yeah, and and look, like again, we talk about where people lose games. That's if you're if you have a team like that, or you know, you, the way you run your offense, if you fall behind, and I I, I specifically mentioned the Rich in, this in a text when he was uh, ready to to give up on his game, which was don't compound on mistakes, right? Yeah. If you oh, let, let me be clear, I wasn't you giving fall up. Behind by <laughs> down, you knew I wasn't but, giving up. I was just venting. And venting yep. to me is a critical part of the process. But your advice where, was also very good. Your advice was solid. That's where yeah. people make the mistake where, yeah. okay, I drop down by seven or I drop down by four and, all and all then they go and throw a pick. And then they throw yeah. a pick six or whatever and the game's yeah. over. At that yeah, point. exactly. To, it snowballs. What would you do that? I told Rich, you go down, you score, and it puts pressure yep. on him that he has to go score again, and he can and make he a mistake. He just would not make a mistake. Yeah, make a mistake. Yeah, the opportunity to make a mistake. You know, that's that's yeah. the thing. And you know, like against the the Eagles in my two games against him, neither of us made a big mistake mm-hmm. in eight quarters. Uh, but. You know, if if we had, we'd well, probably lose I mean, that game. You grabbed so that guy, still... you ripped his face mask when you were covering him. That's true. You you did mug him at gunpoint. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, but I mean, um, but you're you're exactly right. You know, a, a clean game, even against a uh, top tier opponent like the Eagles, like it's a one score game. Like it, even if it feels like they're like you know playing really well, maybe the better some exchanges, if you, because of how quickly the game passes, because of our shorter quarters, if you can just play mistake-free football, you can stay in games even against really, really Absolutely. tough opponents. And, and like, the, the times that I get blown out, which is plenty of times, honestly, it's because I get mad, and I lose all sense, and I start trying to do something, try, I start trying to become a team that I'm not, which is a passing team. I, I've, I've never lost big by handing the ball off to Nick Chubb too much. Like, that's just not, not how it works, right? The, game, uh, the games that I win are not games that I win. They're games that my opponents lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to, you know, denigrate myself, right? That's what happens, right? Yeah. When I win a game, it's rarely because of something spectacular that I did. It's because of critical mistakes that my opponent Yeah, always, you. but more often than not, more often. Than not. You, you stay within yourself. You do what you do well, yep. and, and then, like you let them make their mistakes. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's really a, a winning formula in Madden. At, in, at a minimum, it where, keeps you in games. We're yeah. in a league where, you know, the typical quarterback in our league probably sco- uh, throws like 
40 interceptions, right? We yeah. Had, I think the first season we had multiple people with over 50 interceptions, over 60 interceptions. So, like, the the, the ironic thing is that I, I didn't force as many interceptions. I was, like, near the bottom of the league in forcing interceptions. Now, I didn't um, – I did I was one of the best at preventing the big plays mm-hmm. uh, and, and keeping things contained, but I didn't force the interceptions that a lot of people did. And that probably explains why I was in by far the most one-score games in the league. I had 10 or 11 if you count my uh, my playoff game. Uh, and just just because I also keep my mistakes down. And so, so again, when it's it's all about that balance. Um, and if, yeah, if you look like if it, Rich can say, you know, it's because the other team, you know, gave the game away or whatever, but it's because he's putting himself in a position where they do give it away. Mm-hmm. You still have to put yourself in that position. Um, and that's what, uh, you know, that's one of the keys, I think, to being success, uh, successful in the league. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. All right, so we're going to wrap up shortly. Before we do, though, we are moving on to the next round of the playoffs. Full disclosure, there is a game that's either happening right now or about to wrap. So let's try and do this spoiler-free. Um, Rich, I would love to hear your picks for the two teams that will represent each conference in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers and the AFC. And I, you know, I'm pretty much going to go chalk, right? Um, and... Man, I don't know. The NFC is so tough. I'm going to go on a limb and just say that uh, the Eagles uh, ride their victory over the uh, <laughs> over the, the, the Seahawks all the way to. Is, is, yeah, is, they, they ride that high. Uh, what about you, Brian? Who who do you think is going to refer, yeah. represent each conference once we get to the big game? Yeah. Well, like I said, I think you have a shot to beat the Chargers, and I think the Patriots have a shot to beat the Chargers because you both do exactly what I'm talking about, or if you do exactly what I'm talking about. That does sound like me. Ball control offense, ball control offense, limit mistakes, right? And I think though that's the formula to beating the Chargers is to not give the game away to them, and I think both of you are capable. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say. Uh, uh, Patriots. Although I think there's a good chance you knock, I, I do think there's a good chance you knock off the Chargers. Uh, so I'm going to say Patriots versus Panthers, and the Panthers were the uh, were the team I, I was definitely most scared to play uh, in the NFC. I have I had a game plan for everybody. I think in the NFC except for the Panthers, mm. I had not figured out what I would do against them. Um, and then uh, you know they're on an eight game winning streak, something like that. Um, uh, going into the divisional game, so they're on a roll. I don't even know how they lost. I, I hadn't gone deep into them yet because I didn't need to play them yet. But I don't even know how they lost their four games earlier in the season. Uh, so I, I'm not sure, but I think I think that's what it is. But I, the NFC was always going to be a battle. Everybody really could have come out engineered of that, that way, honestly. Yeah, it was it was just Thank really God a lot of that. balance. A lot of dynamic. <laughs> Glad I'm in the AFC. Some, some dynamic teams and some really balanced teams, uh, and really it's just a matter of who who plays better on that given day or who gets a couple breaks. Um, so yeah, I like I like Panthers Patriots. I guess is what I'm going with. I am going to. I think the Chargers are going to repeat. I think okay. As, as far as I'm concerned, they're still undefeated. The only games they lost, they sat all their starters and played the CPU, which caused a whole uproar. We could do a whole show about. You're not, um, worried, you're not worried about rust. You're not worried about rust. We talk about this in real life, right? He hasn't played a league game in a month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in game month. Let's be honest. Uh, and and so I yeah. Uh, for me, I, I I rely on rhythm. It would be for me if I took a month off. I don't, I don't have I don't have any rhythm. I just have blunt force trauma with uh, Nick Chubb. So uh, I like 
I like uh, I like the Chargers, and I love the way the Lions are playing right now. I think they're just playing such good football. I think they they've got such a great feel for what they want to be offensively. Um, they're such a good deep passing team. They're so tough to stop that way. They're also really multiple. You know, it just you know if you do take away uh, uh, Williams, Amonse Ra had a fabulous season. They could run the ball well. I think they're just super strong offensively, and I also think that they're one of those teams who is really good at taking the ball away on defense. I think a super a superb owl between those two would be a chess match and would be a lot of fun to watch if you like the x's and o's of football (laughs) yeah and and also that yeah it would be amazing to to see what strategies they use to try and stop each other so that's going to be my pick well that's going to do it for this i don't know we'll call it a a wild card uh, show of the uh, fourth string league uh we appreciate all the uh thousands and thousands of people tuning in every week uh to uh uh, uh, savor the uh, fourth string league goodness. Um, so uh, the XFL, forget the XFL. We've got more. We've the, got more the, the Rock wishes he had these viewership numbers. Um, so by the way, the worst. By the way, the worst thing to ever happen to Seattle on the one yard line was that uh, XFL game the other night. I don't know if you saw. The worst. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw. But the, my Sea Dragons, lifelong Sea Dragons yeah. fan here. My Sea Dragons had the ball at the one yard line. The one, the one yard line, right? Mm-hmm. One yard line. Touchdown wins the game. Okay, twenty seconds, Rich. Guess what they do? They run the ball. They try to run an option, and the quarterback fumbles, and they lose. So you know, run the ball? No, you got to pass the ball to one. Yeah, obvious passing situation. What's the worst that could happen? No, you know, nobody likes the XFL. Nobody likes the USFL. These leagues, God bless them, go away. Nobody cares. The NFL is the only league that matters. We'll see you in September. All right, and so with with that, we're gonna sign off. So for Rich, for Brian, I'm Justin. This is the Fourth String League. Good night.